Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller. And here on Zoom, we have, I feel like we have you guys all the time, your podcast regulars at this point. We have Abby Zarnecki from Southern Nevada, Jan Nemec from Western Nevada, Joe Doucette from Eastern Nevada, and we're talking about fishing today, your all of your favorite topic, really. So thank you guys for joining us here on Zoom. Um, the reason we wanted to do this podcast is for so long now, we've um, been talking about how things to do from home, but now people can finally get back outside. So we really want to encourage people to get back outside and talk about the different waters around the state that people could go to right now. Um, Joe, do we want to start with you just talking about Eastern Nevada fishing? <laughs> You're always a good starting point. If you start with me, nobody else may get a chance to talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, surface water temperatures are starting to move into the mid-60s on our reservoirs. That means the trout starting to move deeper. So fish earlier in the morning, you know, late in the evening, uh, stay out of that heat of the day, you'll do better for trout. On the other hand, it means uh, it's good news for bass fishing. And uh, our, our high desert reservoirs are also excellent bass fisheries. So uh, whether you're going for trout or for bass in the high desert reservoirs, uh, that'll depend a lot on what time of day you're gonna fish and where you're gonna fish. Uh, the, the three or four most popular um, high desert reservoirs that we have, we've got uh, Cummins Lake, which is a favorite. favorite. Um, it's just outside of Ely. That's a favorite for a lot of the, the Southern Nevada, Las Vegas, Clark County um, anglers. Uh, up in Elko County, we have the uh, uh, Wild Horse Reservoir, which has just been red hot the last two years. South Fork Reservoir, which is only about 20 miles outside of Elko. And then uh, we have Wilson Reservoir, which is a little bit of a ways up there. Um, it's about, about two, two and a half hours, even though it's only about 80 miles. If you're pulling a boat or a trailer, uh, that last 40 miles is, is pretty, is all gr gravel and, and not always in the best shape. Uh, they've all been fishing fairly well. Like I said, wild horse has been the best. Um, um, it doesn't seem to matter where in the lake you're at or what you're using. Uh, if nothing else, you're going to catch perch. And, and in fact, some of the people are complaining that they're catching 10 or 12 perch before they get a bass or a trout. And I say, perch are the best eating of them all. So, so quit complaining and fillet a few, few perch. Uh, but but the trout fishing is also good. Pardon? I said, and it's something. They're catching fish. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's actually right now, if I was taking a kid fishing, it'd probably be the place I'd take them. Uh, because, you know, the kids are catching perch big time. Uh, but anyway, um, the, the trout and perch in uh, in Wild Horse have been in the two northeast arms, the Hendricks and Penrod arm. They're doing great. And the tailwater below Wild Horse has also been really good. Um, it spilled earlier this year. The lake was spilling, dumped a bunch of reservoir-sized fish. So down in the, the East Fork of the Oahe, which is that tailwater, you're catching some, uh, you know, 18 to 22 inch trout in, in a stream that in many places is no more than 20 feet across. And so it's a lot of fun. Very cool. 
Um, we got right into Joe in Eastern region, but how do you all feel about things opening up again and people getting to go out fishing? Are you guys all pretty excited? I'm sure you were ready to get back out there too. Anyone? Yeah, for me, my, my kids were uh, bugging me every day. that We re-rigged all of our stuff, organized our tack box, did the whole thing. So we've been, we've been going like crazy lately. And the same in my household as well. We, uh, I actually haven't gotten out myself all that much. The kids have gone out so much with me. And sometimes fishing is, it's a little different when you take the kids, so. Exactly, true. And then we had been encouraging people to get their tackle boxes and all their equipment ready to go to get back out there. So now's the time to do it. So Abby, I guess we could go to you and talk about Southern region fishing. Yeah, Joe definitely brought up a bunch of good points. Uh, fishing early and late. Um, we are, I believe, at 108 today for our high. So we're definitely in <laughs> the heat of the summer. And it's going up and down. But I have to say Sunday night is going to be really uh, windy and blow in some northern winds. So we're going to be down to, I want to say, around 90 on Monday. So Monday is definitely going to be the time to go uh, fishing. So hopefully people hear this by then and get out there um, and go ahead and go early. Hit that sunrise because we're going for uh, catfish. And then a little later will be bluegill. And then trout definitely slowed down. Um, one angler was able to get a couple out of flooded lamb. And uh, the trout just must have hit in long enough and the guy went out early enough that the water was still cool, that uh, he was able to get a trout that had held over for a few months. So that was pretty neat to hear. Um, and then out on the water, still getting out early, being safe, and um, just checking the weather before you go out because it's just such a perfect temperature in the morning. And then it uh, shoots right on up in the afternoon. So um, even uh, at sunset, it's still 102, so be prepared to go out and enjoy that heat with the catfish and striped bass love evening fishing. Nice, and that's another point. We've been stalking monthly still um, with catfish, and I think we were stalking with trout um, in southern up until recently. Anyone western, it's been going pretty strong as far as the, the stockings. Um, definitely slowed down a little bit with the heat, but it has been fast and furious for sure. Yeah, and pe we kept getting messages, are you guys still stalking? And we were this whole time, so while people were stuck at home, we were still stalking. So there's a ton of fish to catch out there right now. Yeah, and the, and the eastern region's the same thing. They've been stalking all spring. Of course, as we hit the heat of the summer, the trout stalking really does slow down mm -hmm. because the surface water temperatures are, the, the temperature difference between that and the water they're coming from at the hatchery is too great to stalk them safely. Exactly. So we take a quick break, but get your fishing license now so you can get out on the water. And then in fall, we'll be stalking again. So, and we always say don't base it off of when we fish or when we stalk because, you know, either way the fish could be biting or not biting, whether we've just stalked or not. Um, Jan, do you want to go over Western region? Absolutely. We actually just uh, stalked the Truckee um, about a week and a half ago, if I'm not mistaken. So that just saw fish. So um, we talked about a minute ago, the urban fisheries here are slowing down a little bit with the heat, but the, the truckies coming down, flows are um, much closer to uh, safe levels to play in. 
um, but they're still a little bit high. So we, we definitely still have some, some runoff or some water coming down. Um, with the Truckee, we definitely have some pretty good fishing high mountain lakes. So if you can get up to some of those high places, it's definitely worth uh, the escape, um, whether driving to Spooner or uh, driving rough roads to Hobart or walking to Marlette. There's, there's a lot of options that are, that are up there high for us, for sure. Um, that's not your thing, bass. Like Joe said, in Eastern, we've got um, pretty good bass fishing at Lahontan right now. So um, with the heat comes exceptional um, fishing out there for sure. Nice. And it goes back to what Abby was saying too about, she was talking about the weather and preparing ahead because it's going to be hot out. But honestly, anywhere you go, you want to plan ahead right now because you do want to, we are encouraging people to obviously be responsible, recreate responsibly. So check ahead just in case you get somewhere and it is crowded. Uh, maybe you could, if you've done your research, go somewhere a little more off the beaten path. So that way you avoid those crowds and you're able to keep your six feet distance from others. So just keep those guidelines in mind. Um, where, what else you guys? We still have oh, well, one thing real quick. Abby was talking about winds coming up this weekend. Um, we had a thunderstorm event uh, on on Wednesday afternoon, and the flows on the Bruno River went from 75 cubic feet a second to 250 cubic feet a second in a matter of a couple hours. So, so pay attention to that weather because it can change really quickly. And then by Thursday morning, it was back down to 77 CFS. So I think checking that weather, like we talked about, um, these weather apps are really good resources for anglers um, before you go out because that, that can be very important and, and you can take a really nice fishing trip and make it dangerous in a hurry. And I can't help but plug, we actually did a whole podcast on all of the apps and it was, I think it was all of you, um, on all of the apps you could use and the technology to use outdoors. Um, we did that a few weeks ago. So definitely check out our SoundCloud and listen back to that one. Yeah, um, I downloaded an app off of that. Oh, you did? Yeah, one of the wind apps. How it. was it? It was good. Worked just fine. <laughs> Which one? I downloaded WindFinder. Okay. And I use a one called Windy, W-I-N-D-Y, and but they're very similar in how they work. But when I looked up Windy, it seemed expensive, or like you had to. There was some extra cost or something, so I was trying to figure it out. I had mine was free. Um, for the basic app, I think it's it only costs money if you upgrade. Uh, maybe I read it wrong. So there's still plenty of options that goes to show for people to plan ahead. Is there anything else people should be looking at before they go out? Re realize all of our state park campgrounds are at 50% capacity. They're, they're, they're putting them in every other camp spot. So, so they make sure... Um, if you're the place you're going to and planning on camping, if they if they don't take reservations, have a backup plan on where you're going to camp just in case they are full. That's a really good point to make. It's not like everything is open altogether now. There's still rules and restrictions, and like campgrounds are op only open at 50% capacity. So good point there. Um, we're actually already through the first half, so I say we take a quick break, and we'll be right back. After this, you're listening to Nevada Wild. Saskatchewan, where the getting's good. If you're getting gone, I'm gonna put my boots and my hat back on. Cause I'm long gone, just to get you on. Long gone, just to get you on. 
you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking about fishing because everyone is excited to get back out there and get on the water and see what they catch. So before the break, we were talking about things to do to plan ahead. And Abby, you had some more things to add to what people could do to prepare before headed out. Yeah, just know your waters. Um, it's definitely warming up in the southern regions, like we were saying before, and even in the northern regions, like they were saying, and Joe was saying about it being more of a bath time. So if you're heading up to somewhere like Eagle Valley or Echo Canyon uh, State Park, to actually, you don't really need the power bait anymore. Um, trout fishing is going to be a lot slower there, but bass and crappie are going to be amazing. So having some plastic and um, some of your crankbaits and then uh, jigs and bobbers for crappie um, and multiple colors. So like Aaron was saying um, in the break, um, always be prepared, maybe have a little extra and uh, that way you don't have to go back and hope that the nearest store has some bait or lures um, in stock. Um, especially out there that's kind of far so from anything major and uh, limited stock in the smaller towns. So uh, just knowing your water before you go up and checking the fishing report will always try to help you out with that stuff. Good information. Aaron, anything to add to that? Yeah, I was just saying during the break, even even taking you know an extra tackle box just in case because this time of year it can switch over right it can be back and forth or you can have a cold night or you can have a you know a hot day and it can go back and forth and the, the bike could really turn on for a different type of fish and uh like if you're for instance like if you're trolling for walleye and you run out of worms or you run out of like that bait it it doesn't do you any good i mean you're so far in nevada you're so far from anywhere that sells that kind of stuff that you just want to be prepared it's kind of a pain to have to load all the way back up and go go back into town so and, and then also realize have a plan b of where you might go fishing if it's really crowded because that's what people are doing i mean they're getting out and fishing it's amazing how crowded some of our waters are right now and so um, we have seen a little bit of an uptick uh in, an increase in in the the covid 19 going on so you do want to social distance when you're out there and, and again because a lot of these lake waters are so um space so far apart uh, plan b's could be an hour's drive away exactly and that's the thing a lot of people say well the perfect way to social distance is out fishing but not if you show up somewhere and it's crowded so oh i was uh i was joking with one of my buddies he's like oh you're going fishing taking the kids and i said what better way to social distance than me and the kids get out in the canoe in the middle of the lake you know there's nobody out there it's and true yeah. I would also remind people to and, and encourage people to not overlook carp fishing this time of year. It's We were out last weekend and my kids probably caught 200 fish and uh, they caught carp, walleye, wipers, catfish at night and uh, but all day long they were catching carp and uh, they were catching two three pound fish all day long. They could hang out with them, let them go, give them a kiss, let them go, and <laughs> all day long. So definitely don't overlook throwing on a piece of corn and 
when is it? That's so fun for the kids too, and an easy way for them to catch a fish. A lot of people do overlook carp fishing, so it's that's fun, Fam good family fun. Absolutely. Yeah, and if I ask my kids, I'll say, "Hey, what do you want to go fish for?" They'll almost never say trout. They'll say some other fish like carp, <laughs> fish, or even catching crawdads. You know, so yeah, they're they're all about that type of stuff. And we've actually been getting, we do the catch of the week on Instagram and Facebook every Friday and people send in pictures. People love to send their stuff. And we actually had a few good, I haven't posted them yet, but some good carp catches too. So nice. there's carp out there. So yep. next week, Wednesday, um, for the Fishable Water Series, I am actually interviewing one of our local anglers that specializes in carp fishing nice um, yeah so he's going to be on and give all his tips and tricks for catching carp and having fun with them and how he lets them go, gets a good picture and then lets them go and hopefully catches them the next week when he goes out so um yeah five o'clock next wednesday y'all keep talking about letting carp go i know they're bony but they're actually pretty good eating uh, he's going to talk about that too he said it's my favorite honestly so but he lets them go now because he's actually got such a passion for them lately. Um, he, <laughs> he says he feels bad for keeping them sometimes. I bet as far as the taste goes, it also depends who's cooking them and with what recipe. They probably could taste pretty good. So, um, and then Abby, people could see that event on our Facebook right now and get registered, right? Under our events um, are all of the webinars. So on Facebook events, and then also Register Ed has most of our upcoming webinars as well. And then we had we ha aren't doing our in-person events still, but hopefully sometime we will. But um, we are doing our webinars still because we had been talking about that a lot over the last few months, and those still are available. And we post them to YouTube if you missed them, so those are a good resource for people. Um, let's get into, we still have some time left, the just hot spots, like where would you guys go fishing around the state if you even want to reveal that? You know, I think uh, we talked a little bit about some plan B's um, and in the break we talked, talked briefly about, about places that weren't busy. So maybe good to talk just a second about some places that maybe aren't crazy busy. I know Took a drive up to Tahoe and it was pretty busy up there. So it'd be fishing up there right now. But Lahontan, like you said, Aaron, um, wasn't crazy. Um, and there's a little room to stretch out. That that sounds awesome. I know we were up at uh, the Verdi Mill Ponds and there's not a lot of trout in there at the moment, but my daughter loves the sunfish in there. And it was kind of one after another. So I, I definitely think there's those areas out there that aren't crowded. What are some of those, or do you think we'll end up crowding those places? <laughs> Jen said no. The Han's pretty big to get crowded. That's yeah, a, that's true. Pick a big, big body of water. <laughs> the same thing with Wild Horse and South Fork Reservoirs. The problem is everybody wants to fish in the same spot sometimes. And realize <clears throat> there's the fish are all over the lake. They're not just in one area. So so find an area that's not as crowded, and, and often you'll, you know, you'll catch fish there just as well. Good to know. I would also encourage people to get creative on getting away from people, um, whether that's a little kayak or 
little canoe or even a float tube or a pontoon boat or just any way to kind of get away from the people or just out to where you could, even if you're out and you cast back in, if they're up against the shore. Um, and then of course you got those lakes you can hike into, which are not nearly as crowded. The Ruby Mountains and East Humboldt have 16 high mountain lakes that hold fish. Some of them are as little as a 45 minute walk away. And so like if you drive to Angel Lake, um, you could see, you could have a hundred people on this 10 acre lake. Whereas if you walk 45 minutes around the corner up to, up to Smith Lake, you may be the only person up there. Very good to know. And you get a beautiful hike out of it. So why not? Right. And then, uh, yeah, Joe, I had a buddy that just got back from the Ruby Marshes and they caught a bunch of nice fish. So, so the Ruby Marshes, uh, the boat motor season just opened up for the South Marsh and it's a great place to take the kids. The surface water temps are finally starting to get warm enough where the bass fishing is picking up. Um, the collection ditch, which is about a five mile long ditch, which is I think where your friends were probably at. Um, I talked to a guy yesterday, him and his buddy, uh, he, he, he caught a 10 pound tiger and his buddy caught a nine pound rainbow in the collection ditch. Um, he doesn't want me to tell where on the ditch, figured people can, can figure that out themselves, but they were fly fishing and it's a five mile long ditch and, and Elkowins especially, um, they complain about being crowded when there's five trucks on a five mile ditch. Uh, so so that you can really get away from people. And then of course with the electric motor season on the, on the South Marsh, uh, put the kids in a little canoe or a small little skiff, put that battery in the boat and uh, head out and the bass fishing is just a hoot for the kids. A lot of them are not keeper size, minimum size is 10 inches. A lot of them they're catching are six, eight inches, but if the kids catch 30, 40 fish and keeps four or five, they're happy. Fun stuff. Yeah, and then Abby, is there anywhere that you would recommend people go? I mean, it's so hot down there right now. Like to escape the heat or maybe, or some? What, what about like the creek fishing up on, on, yeah. on the mountains to northwest of, uh, of Vegas? I'm not going to bring that one up probably, but I would definitely recommend maybe a two hour, two and a half hour drive from Vegas Two, actually even two hours from Vegas and two and a half from Henderson. Uh, Kirch Wildlife Management Area has four reservoirs and um, with it being a little warmer the bass and crappie are amazing and the trout are done spawning so um, they're deep enough that the trout can get down pretty deep and you can pretty much catch everything year-round. The only um, thing that you're kind of battling in some spots are going to be weeds. The vegetation will start getting a little uh, thicker near shore so again bobber and jigs or getting out like Aaron said on a float tube or um, even a little boat um, you might honestly want to bring a little something to clear some weeds if they accumulate where you want to launch um, but it's not going to be clear across the water and a lot of the waters are pretty big to where you can get right past the weed line there and then have nice clear open waters and um, you can even check fish brain to see some of the past catches in that area are pretty epic and the crappie up there have been pretty impressive. Good to know. So people, buy your fishing license. I can't not say this before I forget. Um, buy your fishing licenses at endoutlicensing.com and then you could also look up waters when you're doing your research around the state on endow.org. We have pages and pages dedicated to the different bodies of water around the state. 
and don't forget to uh, download a, a set of the fishing regulations in the fishing guide. Uh, each region is different, like I heard Aaron earlier talking about some bait stuff. We can't use any fish or fish parts in the eastern region except for processed salmon eggs. So make sure you read, um, especially if you're going to a new water, take a few minutes, read the regs for that water and know what you can and can't do and it makes for a much more fun day. It's true. Definitely important to do your research ahead of time. Anyone else have anything they want to say? We're pretty much down to the last minute, but now's your chance. No, I would just encourage people to get out there and go and go check it out. And if anything, you're going to enjoy a nice day out on the shore and get your kids or get your friends out and, uh, you know, just get out of the house. Yeah, and, and last week's fishing report from the eastern region had my top four places for taking kids fishing so that they have the best chance for success and have fun. So you can go back and look at that and uh, uh, before it changes this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but get out there and check it out. Cool. Well, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.